sure. I got in, I, I got invited. If you if you look at the stats and everything, I went and played in Portland for four games. I, I went for the playoffs. I mean, I got five games in there. Um, at the end of that season, I, I basically the wheels touched down at the end of my season, and my now wife, then girlfriend, picked me up at the airport, and I got a phone call basically saying, "You got to go to Portland. You're playing tomorrow night." And <laughs> I came home, repacked, and got on the plane and went. And then, oh, wow. and that's when I, uh, and then I signed a contract with Washington, and um, yeah, kind of went, went to, went to. That's kind of how the, the the next season came about when the American League. Ended. everybody to the fourth liners podcast we're super excited today got an amazing guest i'm here with jake obviously and we've also got kale short here with us a former professional player played in the ahl the echl as well as the english league what was it called at the time it was the british super league british is it still that i don't think it is uh i'm not sure what it's called now actually Mm -hmm. but they joined a bunch of the the two leagues joined to to make one big one Awesome. Oh, okay. Okay. As well, you know, former OHL player as well, and a Canadian national team player. So there's a lot to cover here with Kale. A lot of questions. Um, a lot yeah, of questions. We're just we're just super excited to have you on. Uh, first first pro we've had on. You know, we've had OHLers, we've had uh, NCAA players, but Kale's the first player who's gotten a paycheck. So that's that's really <laughs> exciting for us. So yeah, I, I uh, mean, playing in the AHL is one step closer to the NHL. Um, basically, you can get a call up anytime. Um, so it's going to be pretty interesting to see that journey too. And kind of uh, like how we're going to ask the questions is probably going to be like kind of a storyline of your career, but I, I think there's so much we can go through here. So I'm, I'm excited to get started. No, for, and guys, listen, I just uh, thank you again for having me. I'm super, super pumped to be on here with you guys. So thank you again. Awesome. Yeah, no, well, thank you. We'd love to hear how, how you just got started in hockey. You know, how old were you? Was it a passion straight away? I mean, what what were the leagues like back? I'm assuming you played minor hockey in like it would be the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, a long time ago in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just like any any Canadian kid, and and again going back, like no computers, no game, video games at that time. You just you, you threw your bag in the your school bag in the house, and then you were outside. And, and uh, even back then, like my my dad. We had, we had two rinks at my school in Oshawa and a couple of the dads volunteered to flood the ice and you used to take your skates to school. And oh, yeah. You'd, yeah, you'd, you'd be on the ice from the school bell until, you know, at least until your toes didn't thaw or didn't freeze mm-hmm. and uh, you had to thaw them out. But yeah, just a young kid, you know, four, three, four, five years old. And uh, like every other kid, hockey was the passion and you just kind of, you went with it. And I, you know, parents put you in hockey camps and hockey schools and things like that. And I just kind of gradually worked at it. I was never, ever like the most talented kid on the team. And and I, you know, certainly I got cut a number of times, but just kind of stayed at it. And um, yeah, that, it was for sure my passion when I was a kid, though. That's that's awesome. Um, you, you know, I, I even experienced that myself, even like I didn't play any of the hockey compared to what you played. but. Um, even playing like I played rep just in the lower leagues. Um, but I just remember not being the best player, but being somewhat a valuable player. Cause you know, every, every team has the pieces and you know, it's important part, especially probably what you played to each team you're a part of. So um, was there, was there like an inspiration growing up when you were younger, like a, some hockey player you looked up to, or even like a grandparent or someone? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, like any kid, you know, people ask now what, you know, I think just growing up again as a kid in my era, hockey night in Canada was the the big like Saturday nights. Really, there was there was nothing on and not, nothing. You know, you just you kind of got dialed in, and and that was a family thing. Like everyone watched the Leafs and hockey night in Canada on Saturday nights. So that was that just kind of reeled me in, and and um, and then as I gradually got a little bit better and got a little bit more successful, I started, started, you know, you look up to the the guys that were 
you know, a couple years older than you. And, and they started to, the talk of scouts and things like that started coming along and then they were getting drafted into the OHL. And then all of a sudden when I started making the triple A team and I was always a late bloomer, I was never, I was late developer, late bloomer with pretty much my entire career. But when you started getting the, Hey, there's scouts coming to watch you. And, and that fueled the passion even more. Um, but just following in the a couple of the older guys foot. I grew up playing minor hockey in Oshawa and the minor Oshawa minor hockey system. That's where I, I grew up. So when you, yeah, you, you see some of the older guys uh, get success with it. You're like, Oh, maybe, you know, you, you doubt yourself at first, but then you're like, you might be able to do something here. And that's where it took off. What style of game were you trying to to show the scouts? I mean, you know, what what were you trying to do to impress them? Because you said you weren't the most talented player, but it's like compared to maybe like high end skill guys. But like, obviously, there's a lot of roles needed on a hockey team. So like, what what were you trying to fill? What kind of role? Yeah, I was <clears throat> I took pride in, uh, you know, body checks like you know scott stevens was back in my era you know oh. captain of the new jersey devils <laughs> and when they that's when they were winning all their cups or, or they were close if they didn't win the cup they were close to winning it you know they lost out in the conference finals but it was always scott stevens was you know very a leader um you know stuck up for his teammates passionate but just didn't do anything really flashy other than the bone jarring mm-hmm. body checks but and the that was elbows always, here and there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I did throw maybe a couple of those and uh, in but um, yeah, no, I, I, I really emulated and liked the way he played hockey. And, um, and that's kind of when I, you know, the scouts were starting to talk, it was pretty simple. Don't get beat one-on-one. I took pride mm-hmm. in that. I was, uh, I was always um, known as a good skater. I, my, my dad always said I could skate better backwards than I could forwards. So, and, and, you know, a lot of the fast guys, you know, couldn't, couldn't beat me one-on-one. I took pride in that. So it was a simple, you know, first pass, get the puck out of our end, just battles in front of the net, which, you know, back in the day in, in my era, you could, you know, you could really battle and whack and chop and cross check in front of the net. And, but Scott Stevens was a guy that I really, I really looked up to. No, yeah, that's a, that's pretty much a, a, a legendary devil's player right there. And, I just, I have his hits engraved into my memory just because of how massive they are. But, you know, you you don't, you can't get looked past of how valuable that is to a team. A guy that can stick up for your teammates. He was a leader too. He's the captain of the team. And um, those, those guys that are willing to sacrifice their bodies, sometimes those are the most valuable players to have. And I, like, I kind of like when I played hockey, like I kind of like the more stay at home role. Like when you said you skate backwards better um, I, I like, I, I was like that too. And it was like, I, I know that feeling that you're saying and the, and that it's kind of awesome. I, I uh, really like that, uh, a comparison for you and, uh, Scott Stevens, but, uh, go carrying on to uh, later in your career, what was it like playing for the Canadian national team in like 1996? And what, what kind of, was it a league that you were in? It was from a, a career standpoint, it was probably the best year of my hockey career. Um, from a development standpoint, hockey-wise, from you know being pushed, being taught the game that I hadn't really been been taught, the training regimen. Uh, our my coach was phenomenal. Was was Andy Murray, who went on to coach in the NHL after after that year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he made sure that it wasn't that whole experience, that entire year wasn't just about the hockey. It was, you know, we went to, we went to phenomenal places all over the world uh, and also some not so great places where he made sure that we learned to appreciate how we live and what we, how fortunate we are here in Canada. Um, that le- we played in uh, a lot of tournaments Um the Izvestia Cup was in Moscow. They don't, I don't even think they have that anymore. But that was in Moscow we played in. The, the Swedish Games was in Stockholm, Sweden. The Deutschland Cup was in Germany. So a lot of these, you don't hear about them much over here in Canada, but there's a lot of tournaments like that that still go on over in Europe. Um, Is it kind of like Spangler? It's kind of like... Spangler, yeah, Spangler Cup was a big one. There, there was okay. two tournaments at the same time. So Canada for the Spengler cup and they still do it. They usually uh, pull the Canadian guys that are playing over in Europe 
Mm. Um, as long as if, if their team has their club team has a break or something like that, but you'll see a lot of the, a lot of the guys that are over in Europe already playing, usually go and play in that Spengler cup. We went to the Izvestia. We went and toured. It was the Canadian Olympic uh, team is what it was. And we went and played, we toured in Japan because that was the year wow. that the Olympics wow. were in, uh, were in Nagano. And then, uh, and then that was the year that they took all the NHLers. They opened up the rules because the Olympics were supposed to be amateur sports. And, the, and then that was the year they took all the NHLers to, uh, to the Olympics. So, um, yeah, we, we trained in Calgary. Like we were based out of Calgary. We lived in Calgary for, you know, we trained there for about two or three weeks. And then we go to, we tour around Europe for two or three weeks, playing a tournament, a couple exhibition games. I went over to Japan. Like I said, there was always, we were home for three weeks and then gone for two or three weeks to a month. Who are the guys you're playing with on that team? Is it like mostly like OHLers or is it? It, it was, it was a, it was a full mixture of guys and I could, I mean, I could send you a picture or roster or something like that. So a couple of the guys were. I got it here. I can, I oh, can see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Dean, Dean, Dean Evison was our captain. He's the coach of the Minnesota wild now. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. So he, that's he awesome. Yeah. He'd be in the, uh, in the middle. So it was, it was, uh, Mike Stewart was a, a first rounder to the New York Rangers. Steve Junker was a, a New York Islanders traffic. So it was a lot of guys that may have been drafted in the first or second round. Their first con, they played in the American League for a couple of years. First contract didn't work out. They were, they just needed a place to, or they would be assigned from their, their NHL parent club would be assigned there. Um, there was a couple of guys like me that, a couple of guys from, you know, NCAA Maine, Jeff Torrey, Blair Allison was the goalie. They played at University of Maine and their four years were up. They were graduated. Um, and then they ended up going there. So I kind of, I took a different route. There was five evaluation camps across Canada. There was one in Vancouver, one in, and these were in like June, July. They were pretty much going on right now. So there was Vancouver, there was one in Alberta, you know, one in Saskatchewan, one in Toronto, one in the Maritimes. And then out of each camp, they'd pull, uh, you know, a couple of people from each camp. So I went to the evaluation camp in Toronto in June and I think there was out of 60 guys, there was three of us that got invited to the main camp in Calgary at Labor and Labor Day weekend. And so I ended up going, I wasn't, I wasn't even going to go to that. There's a funny story with that. Cause I was, if you go back, I was, I was at university of New Brunswick. Yeah. And I, I had so, a good uh, year there and um, they approached, they inv I got invited the Canadian national team approached me and said, will you come to this evaluation camp? And I wasn't going to go. I thought, no, I'm going to go get, get a degree. And, and it was my dad and my coach at UNB at the time, Danny Grant, who played in the NHL and he's since passed away, unfortunately, but they told, they convinced me, they're like, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Like, why would you not go to this camp and just see what happens? So I went to the evaluation camp and then, like I said, I got invited to the main camp in Calgary on Labor Day. But the, the problem with that was I was supposed to be at school. I was supposed mm -hmm. to be starting that my, so my semester had started at school I ended up having a good camp in Calgary and then they wanted to keep me and take me on the first trip. So then it was into October and then I hadn't officially signed yet. And then I came back and then they wanted to keep me till Christmas. And then uh, I ended up staying the entire year. I just kept, again, one of those, I just, I didn't take my foot off the gas. I just kept working and going like balls out for lack of a better term and, and as hard as I could. And just, um, and I think that's what, that that's what helped me. It was just, it was a life changing year on so many levels, just from the the group of guys, the, uh, we went to concentration camps and we were in Poland, wow. we went to Auschwitz and, and, and that was just, I tell this story all the time. I, we were, you know, 20, 22 guys playing in this dream team, having the best year of our lives. And, and we, we played in Poland, we had a hockey game in Poland. And then we went to, uh, we went to Auschwitz and we went to this concentration camp and there was, 20 punk ass young kid, 20 year old kids playing hockey, thinking we had the world by the balls. And then we went into this and came out forever changed men. Like it was just a life changing experience that you could have heard. Of, we, we had about a three hour bus ride after that touring that concentration camp. You could have heard a pin drop. Everyone was just trying to digest the magnitude of what we just witnessed and experienced and, and, and learned. But, uh, but that was, again, that was, the coach making sure that it wasn't all about hockey. He was like, he, Hey, this, this is history. You guys got to learn this. And, and I'm forever grateful for, for that experience.
That sounds incredible. Like yeah. getting to getting to play hockey around the world and at the same time learning, you know, so much about what happened in those parts of the world, right? Like that's yeah. what a combination, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And back, I mean, you know, not so many people, but even back then, that was the mid nineties. I was processing the fact that there was still people alive that, that lived, that had memories of that horrific place. Yeah. Like it was, uh, it just, just life changing. But, uh, PTSD and then, from that. Oh, just, just yeah. incredible. Uh, but then, and then again, that year was the year that, um, I mean, at the end of that year, I got in, I, I got invited. If you if you look at the stats and everything, I went and played in Portland for mm-hmm. four games. I, I went for the playoffs. I mean, I got five games in there. Um, at the end of that season, I I basically the wheels touched down at the end of my season, and my now wife, then girlfriend, picked me up at the airport, and I got a phone call basically saying, "You got to go to Portland. You're playing tomorrow night." And <laughs> I came home, repacked, and got on the plane and went. And then oh wow. And that's when I, uh, and then I signed a contract with Washington and, um, yeah, kind of went, went to, went to, that's kind of how they, the, the next season came about in the American league and everything. So what was that like signing a, a pro contract with Washington? How did that feel? Like that must've felt pretty, pretty good. Like peak of your career. Like you're, you're looking, you're lo- like, it looks like a very good career, but we started here and, um, like how, that must've felt like. I can't even imagine signing an NHL contract. So is that every Canadian kid's dream to sign an NHL contract? Um, that's pretty cool that um, Washington get, gave you, but how was the negotiations with that? Was there any, any cool things added to your contract or um, <laughs> anything you, you decided to purchase after your contract that <laughs> you could oh, share? Oh, it was um yeah, I think the, the, the one, I think disbelief, like I, I probably one of my knocks against me the whole time was I never truly believed that, you know, I was like, what? Like they want to, they want to sign me? Like they, this is really happening? Like, is this for real? And even the, even the, the team Canada thing, like to, to pull that jersey over your head and, and internationally and represent your country was, I, I had to be pinched multiple times just because I, I couldn't believe it. But but that was after, um, you know, a, a four-year OHL career as well. And I, I, Jacob, I'll get that. I'll get to that. You know, the answer to that question. But I, I had attended two other NHL camps before that. I, I went to mm-hmm. Buffalo's camp, was my very first camp in ninety ninety two, I think, or something. I attended the Buffalo Sabers camp as an invite. Uh, I was playing for the Sudbury Wolves at the time, and then. At the end of my junior career, I got invited to uh, the Edmonton Oilers prospect camp yeah. in midsummer. That was in July as well. But there was just never, you know, that kind of fizzled out. I went and played my overage year uh, of junior. And then again, going back to the late bloomer, late developer, that's uh, how I ended up at university. But then again, had a good year and never, uh, the passion for hockey was always there, but it was more of the disbelief and the not believing in yourself. But then, to answer your question when I, I I had a good I mean it was I was flying at the end of that team Canada year I went down to Portland they invited me to go down I played really well in the playoffs and then that were like they were they decided they I had an agent at the time and they're like yeah they want to sign you like Washington wants to sign you and and just disbelief and, and everything you're like holy shit where do I sign give me a pen before they change their mind like give me a pen yeah. and let me sign something like um and it wasn't much. It was just to be, you know, to be property of them and, uh, and to get me, you know, okay. Okay. I now know I'm, I'm going to Washington and in on Labor Day week. And then that's when they start sending you the program and Washington capital start contacting you. And they're like, listen, we got, you know, we were really happy with you and they, we got plans for you and all this stuff. And then um, the training kicks in and I never, I training for me was never a problem. I was always a hard worker. Um, you know, I never, never balked at training, never balked at uh, missing a workout or anything like that. So yeah, I ended up going to Washington that, uh, that, I guess that fall and, um, had a good camp there, but it's same, it's no different than, you know, there was nine, nine NHL players under contract. So you kind of know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not cracking this lineup right now. I I know I'm going to go to Portland and, Mm-hmm. and start in Portland, which was fine. Again, if anyone had told me that I'd be playing in the American Hockey League, I 
you know, I wouldn't have even believed that at some point. But the tough league. It's a great league, I think, especially for de- developing young players. It's a great league. Yeah, no, for sure. There was a, there was really good hockey players. I, I I was fortunate enough to play with some some great guys who you know I was able to watch go on and play you know for the Capitals and uh, and that. So yeah, it was I loved it. It was a great league, a lot of fun, good cities, good towns. Again, getting to see you know parts of the United States now from you know it's a lot of bus rides and things like that. But uh, it was great. I, I I was I loved it. Like I, I I couldn't believe someone was paying me money to play a game that I loved. Yeah. That's that's awesome. We checked yeah. out the roster, you know, Nolan Baumgartner. Uh, you had Andrew Burnett, who had an amazing career. Yeah. Uh, Ian Bullis. No, another I mean, coach, another coach, Andrew Burnett. Just yeah. got hired in Nashville, right? Yeah. Yeah. With and my coach, our coach, Bruno's Bruno's coach of mine was Barry was Barry Trotz, and he's now the GM of Nashville. That's oh, the connection. Oh, wow. So this that's it's the funny, like no one unless like I played with them, but no one knows that history, right? Of yeah. So yeah. they're, they used to be a coach player way back in Portland. That's crazy. Very, very trots. Yeah. Uh, Going back to the, the OHL. I mean, we, we've, we've talked to like former OHLers before and you were on the same path as our, as our last guest. And, and he basically was saying the same thing, you know, you play your OHL career and then, you know, generally you think you're going to, to play some, some university hockey and get your degree. Cause the OHL, I believe uh, covers some of that. Right. Yeah. yeah, I got. But then, yeah, I got four years of in my OHL contract. I got four years of university paid for. That's fantastic. It's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you, we you, we weren't aware of that before beforehand. We didn't know that was an actual thing. So, that's I, like because I've always wondered like what do they do afterwards, right? Like if nothing comes from the OHL or they don't go anywhere, and I I like that. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, um, it was yeah. it was good. Fortunately for. Myself, when I got drafted, I got drafted Hamilton way, way, way back when. And the first pick, Jeff Best, Sean Brown, and myself all had the same agent. So they all, all three of us got, which was kind of unheard of at the time that even me as a third rounder was able to get four years of school paid for. But because we all had the same agent, I think he said, listen, so all three, all three of us got four years of school paid for. That's cool. Awesome. You played for Hamilton. I'm from, I'm from Burlington. So that's, that's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Canadian national team, obviously, you know, you think you're doing, you know, you're just going to get your degree and then you just kind of get catapulted into the pro career because you had such a great experience in the Canadian national team. And then you had the two years in Portland um, and then you go to the ECHL. So describe what happened with that transition. You know, uh, I know you had a professional contract with the Capitals, but, you know, did something change or or is was Hampton their affiliate or was it? Yeah, Hampton. Hampton was the farm team of Portland. Okay. So just uh, yeah, like just, like stuff happening, trades, um, contracts, that, and that's kind of the American Hockey League. You've just mm-hmm. got people coming and going, and and I mean, I've got a funny story. Like I, I got called up and sent down between Portland and the East Coast League that that same year. But there was one time I got sent down from Portland. And my equipment manager was at the the airport in Norfolk because where Hampton Roads was is Virginia Beach, Norfolk. Mm. Um, so that's where I think the Norfolk Admirals are there now from in the American League. Yeah. That back yeah. then it was the East Coast League. But I flew, I got sent down. And while I was in the air flying from Portland to Hampton Roads, they called me back up because <laughs> someone from Portland, someone Washington needed a defenseman. So they called us someone up from Portland. So basically I grabbed my bags at arrivals in Norfolk, got handed a plane ticket, went back through departures, got on a plane and flew right back. I did like, I was there for about half an hour and the, I flew there, grabbed my bag, went around to departures and flew back. That's how crazy it was. But, but again, I, I loved it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything, but to get, yeah, I just, I, I ended up, uh, stuff was happening. I got sent down, uh, to the East coast league was, disappointed for sure at first um and then i got down and then i i started like our condo was on virginia beach i ended up staying there for probably longer than i'd wanted but i ended up getting closer with that team um i don't know if you if you did your research or not but john brophy was my coach and i don't know if you guys might be too young to know john brophy but if you like google that name when we are done here and go on youtube 
and check John Brophy. I might be too young. Brace might not be, but I might what be is, too young. What is that supposed to mean, man? I'm, not, <laughs> I, he, I'm young. I'm young. I'm young. Well, he he, he coached. He he's. If you've seen the movie Slapshot, the, the movie Slapshot oh. was made after John Brophy. Oh, okay. So wow, okay, um, that's there's awesome. so many stories. I mean, I could go on and on. And the the, the man was legendary. He was crazy, um, but absolutely legendary. And I loved him. He he liked me because of the game that I played. Um, and we ended up going on to win the the championship. So I got Portland got beat out. My my teammates up there. Mm. I had my truck was still in Portland. Everyone went home, so they threw all of my belongings in my truck, and basically it was parked in a, in my apartment complex, and everyone had left to go home for the summer because we were still playing longer in Hampton Roads because we, we went deeper and deeper and deeper into the playoffs. So um, I ended up having a pretty bad injury on my face. I had to have surgery on my face. So anyways, I, I was out for a bit during the playoffs there in Hampton Roads. So I flew up, grabbed my truck, drove it home from Portland, Maine, and then they flew me back down uh, for the last round of the playoffs. But uh, just, the, yeah, the stories, but you have to research. You, you got to do some research on Brophy because he's, uh, he's legendary. No, we definitely will. Yeah, I, yeah. I, need to, I need to watch Slapshot again, too, to understand it a little more. Yeah, I love that movie. But um, t- t- talking about the ECHL, like you, you did win that year. Um, tell us how that was like. Um, What's that league like? Yeah, how was the play? How was the playoffs too? Like, because you know how NHL playoffs is different from regular season hockey. Is it even more, uh, like tougher kind of uh, enforcer like, or is it kind of uh, more faster? Yeah, tell us all about the ECHL and what it's like and winning a league. It was, it was tough. Like it, it, and there was not that I when I was, when I was going to university and then the team Canada thing happened, it was more of like, I don't want to go down and, and get, you know, I don't want to play in the East coast league. And and it's, it's changed a lot now. Like it's, it's even better mm-hmm. hockey now. Like there's some, there's some mm-hmm. good, you know, really good hockey players there now. And the game has evolved and changed so much than from, from when I was playing, but um, yeah, it was, it was a jungle. That's the, that's the nickname of it. They call it the jungle, right? Because <laughs> We've, it, I've heard that. Every it's, once in a while, you see some outlandish stuff from the ECHL, and it's like, oh, what yeah. is going on down there? Like, it's yeah. it, it's not in the limelight, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I know the hockey's got to be good. I mean, it's the third highest level in North America. Like, but but you just don't see that much of it, you know. So and no. continue. I'm I'm excited to hear more about it. No, it, it was and it it was taught like the re- during the regular season, it was even crazier. Like it was just yeah, some pretty crazy guys. Uh, but once the playoffs got started, it, you got more dialed into the hockey and the, and the playoff hockey. The fans were tremendous. Like just, you know, we had, we were getting 10,000 people a, a game in Norfolk. And um, yeah, we, I mean, it was great. Again, we were our, like I said, our condo, I was living on Virginia beach. I was getting paid, you know, to play the game that I love. And, uh, and by this time, like by the, you know, it was April, May in Virginia Beach. It was, it was beautiful. We were going to the rink in shorts and t-shirts. It was just a, <laughs> not bad. Just, yeah. Great. Yeah. And I got, you know, I got a championship ring out of it, which is pretty, you know, one a prized possession. And it's just the stories and the battles and, and everything that, uh, that you went through to get that thing. But it was, it was tough hockey. It was, um, you had to be careful. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. the, like, you don't have to say a specific number, but like, what is the pay like? Like, is it enough for like the average, you know, player to, to like live fully, like comfortably? Uh, well, even, I mean, it was, it was a lot less back then. Fortunately for me, I was on a, I was on a, a one way American league contract. So okay. I was actually making more money when I got sent down, if mm. that makes sense, because I wasn't. Yeah they pay for your apartment. They like, I was just bank. I wasn't, I was banking everything. Yeah. Um, but I, like there was some guys that were, some guys were on, you know, making really good money there. If they, cause there was, there was NHL first rounders who had signed really mm-hmm. good contracts for whatever reason they were down in the East coast league. And um, just again, developing it's, a, it's, you know, it's known as a development league. That's what, why it's there. So um yeah, some guys were were scraping by, like you know, some, and that that was the thing, right? Some guys just won't give up the career, right? They won't, they don't, they're prolonging mm-hmm. 
real life. And if you, I mean, if you wanted to do that, that you could get paid a, a few hundred bucks at the time. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to do it, but there was, you know, other guys were married with kids and, and they were, they were surviving and, and banking some money and, and doing okay. So it just, it, it really depended on, there, it was such a broad spectrum. Some guys were making, you know, good money. Some guys were making, you know, American league money. Some guys were scraping by with a couple hundred bucks a week. Okay. What, what's like the fan turnout, like in the ECHL, like are some, are some arenas, like I'm sure some arenas are like packed, just like, you know, certain communities, but are, like what, what's like kind of the, the attendance like? Yeah. Well, again, this is, we're going back, well, I don't know, 30 some odd years now, but I mean, like I said, when we were, Norfolk was, was good. Um, yeah. We were getting eight, 10,000 people uh, wow. a game. But you, I mean, we'd go into Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and some places like that. They weren't getting nearly that much. So, uh, just it really depended, uh, you know, where we were. We South Carolina, like, there were some good teams to play in in the South, right? The Florida, uh, Johnstown. We we uh, we played Pensacola in the in the finals. There, you know, that's in the Panhandle of Florida. Um, they were getting good crowds. So it just. Uh, I think it de depended on how close you were to a, maybe an NHL market or NHL team, but um, some, some teams were getting drawing well, four, five, 6,000, 10,000. It's like Others. Coyotes numbers. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. You know, yeah. I mean, eight, 10,000. I mean, that's like on the lower end of some NHL clubs, you know? So like, yeah. that's, I mean, that's a lot better than I thought, honestly. Well, yeah. you're, you're, you're seeing a lot of guys from the ECHL actually get a chance and opportunity in the NHL or at least the AHL. Um, like you said, there's a lot of guys moving back and forth throughout that league, but um, there was, was, was it Logan Thompson was part of the ECHL and yeah. Stanley cup champion now, which is yeah. pretty cool. So it, it's definitely not a league that is an easy league. It seems like it's a very physical, but also a lot of skilled players, skilled goaltenders too, which is also makes it even harder. So, um, but it, I think it's a cool league to say you've been in just because the atmosphere is probably a, a lot different from like, say, OHL. I guess some OHL franchises are different than others, but, um, but I want to, I want to hear it. Cause I, I, I know you've had your fair share of travel, um, playing for so many teams, but your time with the BISHL, which you said was the, um, Super League. The British, yeah. British Super League. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you played for the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, did I say that wrong? Or Sheffield? No, she she Sheffield Steelers. She Sheffield Steelers, right? And Manchester yep. Storm, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, how was your time there and how is the hockey different? Was it like we were talking before, you said it was like a very uh, intense league still, like maybe even more intense than the ECHL. Tell us about your time there and what things were different and similar. Um, yeah, no, that was so when i when I, I had two two of my really good friends two of my best friends um mm -hmm. had already played over there they were playing in a in a town called bracknell and they were telling me about the hockey they they went over there first and uh, they, they were convinced me they're like no it's it's good uh, it's good hockey and come over give it a shot so i'm like okay mm -hmm. um but i ended up going to sheffield uh, i was don mckee was uh, kind of involved with canadian hockey and he knew my canadian national team history and stuff like that so he he approached me and wanted me to go over there so i i went there and i didn't know a soul i didn't know anyone on the team i just packed the bag and and that was that was i don't want to say scary but that was kind of the one time where i'm like oh okay oh, what are you doing like where are you going you're you know, <laughs> whole different uh, world whole different world and yeah. even though you know they they spoke the language and that i and i i tell this story all the time like i got off the plane and i got to the arena and this is keep in mind this is before you know cell phones and map quest and ways on your phone or anything. and i and <laughs> so i get to this arena and they basically handed me a map and gave me keys to a car and they said and they kind of highlighted where my my flat was which was my my apartment and they they said, yeah, you can go and then we'll, we'll see you tomorrow or something like that. Well, you get, you drive on the wrong, on the other side of the car, <laughs> oh, you drive man, on the I... other side of the road. And I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. And if I don't yeah. kill myself, I'm going to kill someone else. But anyways, I got in the car and you drive, but that's how I found my way around the city. But wow. I, 
I absolutely, so I get over there that first year and just fell in love with this. I mean, that's why I was there for three years. I just, I kept going back and loved it. And, and we ended up, um, I think it was my third year. Yeah. It was my third year in Sheffield. We ended so, kind of soccer mentality there was four trophies to win over there during the season and we ended up winning all four we won the grand slam which was um absolutely a lifetime of memories as well like we we pulled into the arena after winning that fourth trophy and there was thousands of people it was two o'clock in the morning and our bus couldn't even get into the arena because the fans were banging on the side so hockey hockey's big there then or at least they're dedicated it was, it was my, my parents came over to visit a couple of times and, and obviously, you know, my mom and dad grew up watching mm-hmm. hockey here and everything like that. And they, they said they've never experienced fans like they did in England because they, they've got the soccer mentality. So they're singing and chanting and like, it's just constant noise and, and supporting your team. And, um, and then we were, we, we had a really good team uh, for a couple of years and we won a couple of trophies the first two years first year, second year, but then that last year we won all four trophies and we just, uh, and it was just, uh, like I said, having played in the American league and having played in the East coast league, we, that team, especially that fourth, that third year, we would have beat an American league hockey team. We were, we had guys, we had a bunch of ex NHLers. We had guys that played in the American league. Um, we were just, we were a powerhouse team. Um, and really good hockey. Every team was, every team was good. Belfast had just, I'd just gotten a team and I don't know if you guys are, are aware of the, you know, the, the religious history of Belfast. Yeah, but, I am. Uh, yeah. It was the first professional team in Ireland that both the Catholics and Protestants could be in the same building and support mm. that team. They made sure that their uniforms didn't have any green for the Celtic or blue for the Rangers or anything like wow. that. It was, they were all neutral colors. And it was the first pro sport, and they were they were getting like twelve thousand people a game. It was they they wow. they were like NHLers in Belfast. They had billboards and throughout the city, and these guys couldn't walk through the streets without being recognized. It was just it was that big over there. I've I've <laughs> always thought that that hockey should be you know super successful in a country like England. I mean, like the premise is the same as soccer, you know, and like, it, it's a super intense sport. Like I, you know, it just seems like a country that could really like take on hockey. And, you know, obviously it's, it's still probably in the shadow of like soccer and stuff like that over there right now, but like it, it you know, it shouldn't be like, and, and it sounds like there's like a really strong core of like dedicated fans that, that make, you know, playing over there worth it. Right. Yeah, oh, for sure. And it's a hundred percent. It's it's soccer is is still the big sport there, but it's hockey is snowballing. It's getting bigger, and and the fans there are so, you know, the 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 brawls and the anytime there was a fight or something in hockey, they would lose their mind. Like they loved it, right? So <laughs> yeah, and again, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll show you guys. I'll send you the link, or if you guys search it up, the the, the Bent Sheffield and Nottingham are about forty five minutes apart, and we had such a rivalry. Um, if you go pan, if you go Nottingham Panthers, Sheffield Steelers brawl, uh, you'll Were see you it. In it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got it. I see yeah. it. Oh it's, boy. It, the footage isn't that good because it's early YouTube days, but if it's, it's about an eight minute <laughs> clip, but, um, and it, I got it, was it here. Just a, it was a, it was three or four, three games leading up to that, that event. But half of the arena, like like I said, it's 45 minutes apart. The teams hate each other. The fans hate each other. And it was just a boiling over point of of a, a bench brawl. And, um, yeah, that's super tough guys. Like Denny, Denny Vial was an NHL heavyweight. He was on our team. Oh. And uh, Barry Nykar was another American League. I think he played some games in the NHL. He was a, a tough guy, heavyweight. But, yeah, well, it was – North um, America going over. It was – I. 80 probably well maybe 90 percent of our team are all north mm-hmm. americans some uk uh, what, guys though right some some uk guys but some of the uk guys deemed uk guys their their grandparents may have been from the uk so they got a british passport uh, but they were okay. really from they were really from canada they were from mm-hmm. you know from around here they just used their their grandparents kind of that lineage to get a passport so they were deemed um you know british 
we went down the rabbit hole not too long ago looking at the UK teams and stuff. And and now I would say probably close to 50% of the players have a UK flag. So I'm assuming the game has like grown now. And now you're getting actual like homegrown UK players playing in that league. What I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which absolutely. Is great. I actually, yeah. So I was, it's been 20 some odd years now. So when it's funny you're saying that because one of the guys that I played with, he, his son was a newborn, was one or two years old, and he's now playing, uh, but he was born in Britain. So you're absolutely right, Bryce. He, he, the game, and we used to do a lot in the community. And and so I, I like to think that they've, they stuck with that. And I think that's the next generation of, of British kids and players that are, that are now playing in, in those leagues. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Like, um, I mean, like the NHL obviously is the one league that really doesn't do that. Um, you see like other leagues across overseas in Europe um, that there's always they're always building younger players with men. And I think that's a good development for a lot of young players. So I kind of like that idea as well. I mean, obviously they have to do it, right? Like they yeah. have to, if they want their leagues to survive like long term, they can't always rely on like imports. Right. So like they have to like develop by getting out into the community and getting kids playing hockey. Right. So then, you know, kids will aspire to play in their league, you know? Yeah, so, yeah for sure. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. We had, we had looked you up beforehand on YouTube to see if we could find any videos of you. And we found, we managed to find one video of you. I think it's when you were playing for Sudbury and I don't know if you've seen it. It's on YouTube. It has like 58 views. It's, it's you just throwing somebody down with one arm <laughs> just like, just, just clobbering somebody. It's, 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 it's pretty awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a good. I don't, even think, I, I, I don't even think I've seen that to be honest. But it looked uh, like Scott Stevens personally. We'll send I, you the link. We'll send you the link for that. Yeah, one. we'll yeah, send that to yeah. you as well. There's there's one on there. To, uh, there is one, and it's rare because I didn't score that many goals. But there's there's a clip of uh, in Hampton Roads of me scoring a goal and. Uh, and that's so all uh, I'll send that to you as well. But um, yeah, that'd be awesome. no, I haven't seen that Sudbury with all the yeah, because the Sudbury <laughs> one, someone there was no YouTube or anything like that back then. Yeah, they uploaded yeah. it like a year ago. So somebody's a fan. Somebody's, <laughs> yeah. Got somebody's, some fans re- there. somebody's reminiscing, man. Someone that's had awesome. to go deep into the archive footage. To <laughs> probably that, that's for sure. that's but amazing. it kind of looks like it's uh, from, uh, you know, like the, the footage is you can't really see the logo at first, but then, then you can see it says Sudbury Wolf. So um, like I okay. said, some, some wingers coming down the boards and you grab them with one arm and you just throw them <laughs> down and then you get a penalty. I think, I don't know. People were upset. Uh, that was great. That sounds so, about right. Yeah. yeah, you also played in the Western Coast Hockey League too, uh, for the Fresno Falcons. How was that kind of like? Was that very similar to the ECHL, or, or was it completely different? It was. It was uh, again. I had a couple other buddies uh, were already out there, former teammates, and that, and they were out there. Um, so they had, yeah, they they asked me to go out there. That was, uh, yeah, that was after England, right? That. Mm-hmm. Why did uh, you leave England? Yeah, uh, that was, why did I, I think I was just ready for home at that point. Manchester wasn't, I mean, Sheffield was great experience. We had won. Uh, we had a crooked owner in Sheffield, which is why I left Sheffield, went to Manchester, which was mm. kind of another, the second big rivalry. Cause met, if you look on a map, Manchester to Sheffield yeah. are about an hour apart. They're not that far apart from each other. So that was me going over there, you know, upset a few Sheffield people, but, um, I had just, yeah, four years, I was ready for a change. My buddies were down in Fresno. They, they were talking to me to go down there. So I went, I went that one year and, uh, and then it, that, that West coast hockey league turned into the West division of the ECHL. I oh, think okay. Oh. Next year. Yeah. Maybe it's... the next year. Um, yeah, those two leagues amalgamated big because the East coast hockey league was growing and such good things were happening. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it turned into the West Division. So all those like Long Beach, San Diego, Fresno, Anchorage, Alaska, all of those teams turned into the it was the West Coast Division of the of the East Coast Hockey League. I'm actually surprised they didn't change the name of it. Just they stuck with the East yeah. Coast Hockey League, but they had that whole West Division. They had a team in Alaska. <laughs> That's what, is yeah, it? even that like i i don't know ever in my life if I would get to Alaska and I'm I'm so thankful <laughs> that I did. Oh, I'm hanging anyway. them up. 
I'm hanging them up. If I if I'm traded to Alaska, it's like, that's that's yeah. it, guys. I'm done. I, I always I, you're absolutely right because I don't know how those guys got on a plane oh, and, and 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 played in San Diego, Long Beach, Fresno, and then have to get on a plane and go back to Fre- to Anchorage. I'd be like, I don't know how they did it, but they did. They convinced a few guys to play up there. And must be against their will, you know. I just go <laughs> to Alaska. Yeah, but um. I mean, it would be a cool experience at the same time if you're okay with that uh, cold like weather. But uh, and then we we move on to uh, I, I guess did it turn into what year did you say it turned into the, the uh, to one league basically? Uh, I think it was the next year, and I think if you're yeah. uh, I would have been in Vegas. I think uh, yes, the, yeah, the Wranglers. Yeah, 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 the Wranglers. So that was obvious. That was before like. The first pro team that uh, that Las Vegas had, yeah, and, we were just, and it was, I mean, that's a whole other. I was getting paid to play hockey in Vegas, and that was that was crazy. <laughs> Did you ever imagine um, an NHL team going there when you were there? I well, I actually like you could see, you could see them support. Like there was some good stuff happening, and you could see. I mean, we we were getting decent support, and we were a brand new expansion East coast league team. And we were, but the people didn't really know much about hockey there. And, mm-hmm. uh, but you, they were just passionate. Like the people that we had coming to our games were, were passionate about our hockey. So if you could, you know, magnify that by, you know, the NHLers and the better players and uh, you put a, a good product on the, it's, it's obvious, right. It just happened with, you know, everyone says you go to a, a, a golden Knights game. It's, it's just pure energy. Oh, yeah. it's a show it's a it's a basically a show that they put on it's a las vegas show so we were we were obviously yeah we were dialed down a little bit but it was a great experience it was fun fans were a lot of fun it was crazy um yeah or, you know we were playing out of at the at the time it was called the orleans casino and the arena was right in the casino and right oh, you know, okay close that's that's dangerous <laughs> it was yeah. you know what it, it was very dangerous for sure. And some guy, you had to be disciplined with, Oh yeah. You know, with your, with your paycheck and some guys weren't like some guys got into a bit of trouble and, uh, and that, which was, yeah, it was unfortunate, but um, yeah, you had to, and, and again, we weren't making nearly as much money as these guys for the golden Knights are making, right? Like we were mm-hmm. making a fraction of what they were making. Oh, so, for sure. Oh, at this point, great experience. At this point in your career, um, you know, it's your third last year playing in Fresno and then you go to Vegas. Um, had had the dream of the NHL at this point subside, like gone? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you knew? Yeah, I knew. I was, you know, I was I was getting older at that point and you knew like they were any any time there was an opportunity, they were taking some of the younger kids and, and that. So, um, yeah, I was at that point, I was I was playing for the love of the game. I was playing for fun. I was playing to, to you know, win championships and stuff like that. But uh, I, I, I actually enjoyed knowing that my dream to play in the NHL had kind of come and gone. I enjoyed mm-hmm. kind of helping and mentoring and being, a, you know, someone that could maybe help some of the younger kids. Like, because I had sure. been close and I had been, you know, with what had happened with the national team and all that stuff, I was – I had no problem telling some of the younger kids, especially in Vegas or, you know, Hey, don't, don't go out tonight. You're, you got a good opportunity here to, to, you know, to potentially make the NHL. And, you know, I, I liked being that kind of guy in the dressing room, the glue guy. And, you know, we touched on it earlier in, in, the, in our discussion here, every team needs those type of guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, Alec Martinez is a guy for Vegas right now that kind of sticks oh, yeah. out to me. He's, he's quiet. He gets the job done. Mm-hmm. He, you know, if, if you think back to, he'd be another guy that I would on today's teams that I would kind of think that I would kind of be like, you don't really notice somebody gets the job done. Yeah. A guy that you absolutely need in the dressing room. That's, that's who I emulate. Oh, for sure. Like he was like that in LA. Like he's always a guy you kind of depend on to do his job and yep. do what he needs to do. And, um, but yeah, that's a big goal. Scored a big goal. Yeah, know? he did score a big goal in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Winning a Stanley Huge Cup, goal. which is the biggest you can score. Um, was it when you went to England or after where you kind of or Britain, you know, UK, sorry, but uh where you kind of decided where the NH the dream of the NHL is kind of dying down? What like where I think what, was, at what point? 
I think going over to England, you're like, okay, that's uh, that's kind of closing a chapter. And um, I, I want to say, I mean, I, I think it has happened where guys had go, had gone over there and come back and and signed another yeah. contract and and may have gotten a, a couple games, but I think mm-hmm. everyone over there had kind of, you know, they knew and realized that, um, you know, that that dream is probably gone. Now you're trying to make a bit more money like England you're they were get you're paying getting paid more money than you were in the American League okay uh, the dollar like the British pound of the dollar was really good mm. um again you're not they're paying for your apartment they gave us a brand new car they like you're you're really just banking everything that you're making over there so it was it was about making money and um yeah and, and making memories and and getting this this is the stuff I always tell my kids and now i'm like you you can't get this out of a textbook you like all these experiences you have to live it you have to experience it and then uh i i look back now and i i love everything about it like i said right good good and bad the the i don't know if you know on the on see on the stats here but i ended in peoria i get yeah. i got mm-hmm. traded uh, and then that was the the kick in the teeth where i'm like okay i'm getting i'm i'm Scarless. done I, I basically yeah. went i went from the penthouse to the outhouse yeah, um, <laughs> Vegas, Peoria. I had to look at where Peoria is on a map, so I, yeah, I, I heard I, the name. <laughs> I, I mean, I know there's a Peoria in Arizona, and I was like, "You play in Arizona?" And then I was like, "Oh, Illinois." Okay. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. So, so that was, uh, and that's when he just kind of called it, called it there. Like, I'm done. I did. I, uh, yeah. I mean, you. I tell everyone, you you could keep playing. If you, you know, if your mm. body's holding up and, and you're half decent, you can play anywhere for, yeah. you know, someone will pay a little bit of money to go play. But I just, I, I got thinking, I'm like, okay, Kayla, you're just prolonging the inevitable and you got to get your foot in the door with real life here. And, um, um, yeah, I, uh, I had thought about maybe coaching and, and mm. doing that. I had a couple options and offers to do that with former, like, how I got to Vegas was my former teammate. He was a former teammate of mine in, in Fresno, Glenn Gullitson. He coached yeah. in Vegas. And then he went, he was the head coach in Calgary. He was head coach in Dallas, head coach in Calgary. Now he's the assistant coach for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, wow. But okay. um, so a lot of my, like even Nolan Baumgartner, Bryce, he referred, he, you know, he was the assistant coach for Vancouver up until him, like Travis Green and all those guys got fired. Like I'm a, a Canucks of, fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah unfortunately, unfortunately yeah yeah you got to stick with them through the bad times there too uh, as i have yeah. and you know these yeah, guys yeah. too these guys the leafs too <laughs> yeah yeah i saw your hat there earlier jake yeah oh, yeah well speaking of through the, through the rebuilding periods because they'll 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 come around for sure oh for sure um yeah speaking of that like i guessing your favorite nhl team is the leafs um i, I mean we're it's pretty much our home team or is it i mean i could be wrong I always, people always ask me that. Like, I'm, I, I think, I mean, growing up, obviously I, I, I grew up watching the Leafs. I always have a, a soft spot for Washington cause they took a chance on me. And, um, so when they won the cup a couple of years ago, I was pretty happy. And, uh, uh, and Barry Trotz was like, Barry Trotz was there oh, yeah. for the longest time before he went to yep. the, so I always, you know, I, I have a, he was very good to me as well. So I'm, I kind of have an allegiance to him. Um, so I kind of like the, because I still have people that, that I know involved mm-hmm. in the game, I wouldn't say I have one particular team. Like I, um, yeah, like Trotsy and Bruno are now in Nashville. So now I'm, I'm like, I like, I want Nashville <laughs> to do well because of yeah. those guys. Um, but do I want to see, would I love to see the Leafs finally win the cup and, and uh, lift the curse and that, but like everyone, I, everyone's so passionate about the Leafs and, and, but when I see stuff that like when, when that Matthew Nye's got throat slammed this year in the playoffs and no one did anything, you're like, mm-hmm. they're done. They are. Oh, yeah. like, yep. Um, and, and Marner was getting punched in the face by Kachuk and you're like, how is nobody doing anything? And that, that made, I, I'm like, is that the old school in me that no one would have ever let that happen? I think um, I, 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 we, we talk about that all the time on the podcast, how the Leafs never stick up for anyone, but you see it on other teams. So I don't know what the, they're not getting the right guys. Hopefully the new ones that they got kind of. Well, I, 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 think, I think they, uh, I think they have. And I think that's because you got Shane Doan in there now that 
you know, he's oh, yeah. got the old, he's tough, right? He's got that leadership mentality. And he, he'd be like, there's no way that you can do like Florida when with good, I know we're getting off track here and I could talk hey, hockey all day long, oh, but okay. no, we love it. We love it. Yeah, but I just, I mean, Florida, once they once they saw that, when you got Gudas and, and Kachuk and, and yeah. um, Bennett and all these guys, Bennett was the one who throat slammed Matthew Nyes and no one did anything. And you're like, I no. just said, I'm like, they're done. Like, and Florida was was tough, team tough. Yeah, That's, for sure. Uh, that was the difference. And um, but in that series, right? So, and then Vegas was team tough as well. And, and I think, again, uh, the, the regular season is so, so, so different than the playoffs. And, yeah. and the, the playoffs reverts back to some good old time hockey. I have a tough time watching. The, I'll watch it for sure, the regular season, mm-hmm. but I just love the playoffs because it just gets oh, yeah. 150 miles an hour and there's there's checks thrown and, um, you know, it just kind of gets back to a little bit more old school hockey. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a different type of hockey for sure. Um, like some regular season games are so boring. I mean, it also depends who they're playing, but the playoffs, I swear, I wa- I don't even just watch just the Leafs. I watch a bunch of teams oh, because... I watch everybody. Uh, yeah, it, it's just so exciting that you can kind of cheer for kind of whoever you want in the game and kind of watch along. So, and like... Storylines, you know? The storylines yeah. is what makes it for me, man. Every, uh, hockey's oh. got such good storylines, series to series and, and rivalries. And, you know, that's what, that's what makes hockey so good. Uh, I totally sure. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And then just warriors. Like that's the yeah. like yeah. when you hear what the 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 injury list of some of these guys once the, the you know the cup is over, when you hear about uh, Ekblad and what he was playing through and yeah. separated mm-hmm. shoulder in the Boston series and, and Kachuk and these guys are just you know, no other sport. Uh these guys they, they don't they don't put their lives on the line like hockey players do. I love it. And and I'm the same. My wife and kids know that like from April to June. Every night I'm I'm tuning into a hockey game, so yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. Do you, do you still tu- do you tune into like other leagues that you used to be in, or do you just watch the NHL? Uh I a little bit. I I mean I don't know why. I, I still kind of follow the Steelers every now and then uh, over in Sheffield, and and just mm-hmm. kind of see how they're doing. But um, have you been back for a game since you left? I haven't, but I'm, I've been asked to go back and, um, I would love to go. I would love to go. And, uh, I would love to, I would love to take my, my kids and my wife. Like I'd love to, mm-hmm. I'd love for them to come and see where I spent, you know, three years of my life. And, um, and just, I know we'd get a warm welcome over there and I would love to take them to, to experience that. You think they'd bring you out on the, on the ice and, and give you a little, <laughs> I they told me the 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 guy who run they said they would like I'd be dropping a puck or something like that. Oh, uh, pretty awesome! Oh, go! You got that's go. That, that that's an awesome moment right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen or not. But uh, Sheffield's a very, um, you know, Bryce. It's 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 a steel town, right? It's very much yeah. like Hamilton. It's a very. Uh, but but I think that's why I liked it too. Like everyone was just hardworking, you know, down to earth, good. Good, good city. So I don't know. Maybe one day we'll see. See if we can get back there. Now you got to go drop a puck. That'd be amazing. You know, so. it's it's tough to convince my wife to go back to Sheffield, England, where it's a different <laughs> shade of gray every day and yeah. it rains, <laughs> it rains at least once during the day. Yeah. And, oh man, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like kind of ending off here. Um, well, we have like two more quick questions for you. Yeah. No Who, like. Who do you think is uh, has a good chance of winning the Stanley Cup this upcoming season? I, I know like there's a lot been a lot of offseason moves for a lot of teams, but um, there's obviously a lot of contenders. But who do you think has the best chances? Yeah, wow, that's a. I haven't even like I love uh, I love following the moves. I love following the free agent mm-hmm. signings. I'm interested to see like obviously with Toronto, and I think you know we we're we live in the hotbed of, of leave nation. Right. So you hear more of the stuff that goes on here, obviously with the media and everything, but I'm with Shane Doan and, and that involved and with some of the moves that they've made, I don't think they're done for sure. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're, they're quite there yet, but uh, mm-hmm. I think like, Jersey, they got to move Murray and stuff, right. They can't be done. No, no, for sure. Yeah. There's yeah, some pieces. Gotta, there's some pieces that I mean I, I've heard talks about Carlson, but like there's always talks about a defenseman going to Toronto. So 
but that would be pretty awesome. I mean, his contract's pretty horrendous, but uh, I mean, if it wins us the Stanley Cup, it'd be pretty, pretty fun. But, uh, but yeah, I think they always have a good chance because they always put up a good team, which is maybe not the right team every year. But I think Toronto has a good chance, but also, like, I don't know. Part of me wants to see McDavid win. I don't want to see Edmonton win, but McDavid win uh, just because of how skilled he is. And um, yeah, I think pretty awesome. They are, they're knocking on the door for sure. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what uh, I don't know what they're or what I feel that they're missing, but uh, they're 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 obviously close. Um, Jersey, I think Jersey's gonna have a good. They may be a little, oh, young, yeah. maybe a couple pieces away, but they're uh, stacked. They're stacked. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I like them. Jersey's gonna turn some heads this year, so yeah, I I, I love it. I love uh, yeah. I, I get excited for it. For sure, it's a it's a passion we all we all have, especially growing up in Canada. We all have that passion and. Um, just to end off here, like, is there one like um, hockey memory that you have that you'd love to share or like kind of like kind of a funny story or even like connections that you like really good connections that you built throughout your career that kind of went end off here with? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got a well, I, I, we just had a reunion in uh, a mini reunion in Guelph because uh, mm-hmm. our general manager just got inducted into the. Guelph, uh, City of Guelph Hall of Fame. So we oh, yeah. had, um, I lived with Todd Bertuzzi. I don't know if you got, well, you might know. Oh, Bryce. oh man. Todd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Bruce, love yeah. Todd. I love yeah, Todd. I, I just realized you were a Canucks fan. So you might remember. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I got a picture I'll, I could send you of Todd and I. But so I awesome. I lived with Todd in um, in Guelph. So it was good to see him. Jeff O'Neill was, uh, was a teammate of mine. Oh, wow. Guelph, so we had... Uh, Pretty stacked team. It was good to see those guys, but uh, we, I always tell the story too. one of our teams in Sheffield and and every, every other team that I played on, you know, guys would, you'd you'd take a track bag and a couple beers or a duffel bag of beers for after the game. Well, we had, our team was so posh and so good in, and we had a couple of Italian guys. Our team was showing up on the bus and we'd have baguettes of bread and guys are bringing blocks of cheese. And then we'd have everyone would bring like a bottle of wine. So guys, would, we'd be sampling wine on the after a game because it was our team was our team was pretty good. So guys would be firing up like baguettes of bread and cheese and a Chianti or, or uh, I think that's probably where I got into my wine uh, because we were. We were sampling all the uh, these bottles of wine on the bus. Uh, and that was that was that was a that was a much different hockey team than years past because everyone was usually crushing beers, but this team was all red and wine. And uh, oh, the table man. at the back, so you, like there's usually a card table. Well, this table cards were playing, and then we'd break out the baguette and cheese and wine. But <laughs> no, and then I've got I think my yeah a couple I mentioned a couple of my prized possessions. I got three rings. I got uh, I got a Sudbury Wolves ring, um, which nice. Sudbury was. You know, they they made me captain of that team, which was pretty special that. to me. Um, anytime you know you're you're made captain of a of a an Ontario Hockey League team, that was a pretty good experience. So, mm-hmm. but I got a Sudbury Wolves ring for they get every just a great organization. They get their graduating players uh, rings, which is awesome. And then I've got my championship ring from uh, my days in Hampton Roads with John Brophy, and then I've got that Grand Slam ring from my days in Sheffield. So those are probably my three you know hockey most prized possessions for sure um and then just yeah the memories that come the injuries and the battles and uh, yeah i got a i got a couple plates in my head i got kicked in the got kicked in the face and had to have oh, plates screws. wow uh, with a yeah, skate so, on uh, i got the the heel of a guy's boot uh kicked me right got me right across the face and shattered my orbital bone and crushed what, my what league was that in east coast league oh i'm not oh. surprised yeah not surprised. <laughs> standard yeah. But it was, it was it was an accident for sure. My 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 partner hit a guy and he kind of went over. And I actually see it. I see it more on TV now, like even in the NHL where mm-hmm. guys go down and their skates come up and they just miss the guy's face. Well, anyway, this guy went down and he just caught me. And uh, but another another tremendous memory was we were in the playoff. That was the Northern Conference Finals in the East Coast League. And I had to go in and have surgery and I woke up and my entire team was around my hospital bed and they brought in the Northern conference trophy, which was about, you know, three foot high trophy. And they put it in my hospital room and 
and left it there for me. And then, yeah, so that was that was a you know pretty pretty touching, pretty special uh, as well. When you I, I came out of that surgery and, uh, and all you know the team was standing around my hospital bed, so that was pretty cool. That's a great memory. How long did yeah. that take you to recover from that? Uh it it took me. I I probably wasn't right with the game that I played until halfway through the following season. Mm, okay. um, just, just probably timid, a little bit timid. Mm-hmm. Probably I couldn't see like my eye, my eyes weren't moving in sync with each other. So I couldn't see oh. all properly. Um, and then I, you know, you gradually, and then I didn't fight often, but I did fight. And then you're, you know, you're trying to protect that and, not get hit on that eye. So turning, turning the other way, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, that affected me for, uh, I would say probably a good six months. Oh, wow. Not surprised. Brutal. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Um, well, yeah, that, um, that's some, uh, that's some awesome stories right there to have three rings as well, which is pretty awesome. Um, even you could share a story about getting injured as well. I guess it's a memory that you always have forever of that happening to you in the ECHL. But, um, you know, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. I really enjoyed learning about your career. Yeah, you didn't make it to the NHL, but you've had such an impressive and interesting career. Like, we have never really talked to someone that played in the British League, East Coast League, AHL, which is awesome to us because we like to learn more about the game and you know, people's stories, which you had a great one. And um, it is kind of a small world how we got connected with each other. I um, I know Patty said that uh, you're friends with uh, Rob Pearson and we actually had Jamie, his uh, nephew on the podcast because I'm good friends with him. So, um, and his son, I've hung out with his son before as too. So, and it's it's just a small world. Uh, and it's it great is. how, we, yeah, and the hockey world can connect with each other. It's just a good community to have really. Well, we'll get uh, we'll we'll get Rob on here with you guys. And awesome! The, yeah, we'll love to hear stories. That's cool. Well, again, we really appreciate it. Learning about the the British league was was my favorite part. I just I just think that's such a cool league and deserves more uh, praise. I guess you know by the sounds of it. So yeah, I, I think it, and and I think it's only gotten better since uh, since since I've gone over there. And uh, I agree. I think the development of the players. I I, I think it's a it's a really good hockey. It's a good league. For sure. Well, Jake, did you want to end it off then?